Welcome to Undeniable Impact, the official podcast of the Undeniable brand. I'm Rhonda Berlino, a certified life business and stress management coach. And this is the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about gaining badassery from breakthroughs, mastering stress management, and rocking some resilience that supercharges your impact in every area of life. Making an undeniable impact is being your most empowered, unstuck, and unstressed self, creating expansive income and impact for generations. Now that's a legacy play, my friends. So let's get started. Hi, it's Rhonda Berlino, and welcome to the Undeniable Impact podcast and YouTube show. I have someone special for you today. The most unique thing about us is what makes us up. The DNA, your genes, you know, what your mama gave you, what your daddy gave you. Then it has an amazing impact on how you perform in this life. And I am exceedingly amazed at what we can do now, the information we can find out that really will give you a blueprint as to the person you are and how to access the most productive, the strongest parts of you and how to adjust things that maybe aren't the strongest part of you. Anyway, let me introduce to you our guest today. Michelle Gottfried is a board certified nutrition specialist, a CNS, with a specialty in analyzing genes with nutritional biochemistry. You can tell I'm reading this because I want to get it right. This allows her to help frustrated men and women decode their unique genetic makeup to pick the right diet, the right exercise, or weight loss program that will finally work for them. She's the creator of Wellness Through Food, an online nutrition consulting LLC, and works as the lead genomic nutritionist with the Nutritional Genomics Institute. She's a former CPA and holds a master's degree in clinical nutrition. Uh, She has a decade of nutrition experience where she's focused her research on the field of nutrigenomics. Try that one on. Insanely interesting. I want to know all about this. I'm going to be the guinea pig. I've already ordered my 23andMe gene swabbing (laughs) profile, whatever they call it, so I can send it to her so she can do some of her magic. It's so accessible. So she has a decade of nutrition experience where she's focused her research on the field of nutrigenomics. She spent many years trying various diets and supplements to solve her own chronic health issues that allopathic medicine could not solve. After concluding that nutrition studies contradict each other and that healthy diets and the wrong exercise and supplements were doing more harm than good for her, She found out it was doing the same thing for many others. And she realized that genetics was the missing piece because everybody is different. Please welcome my new friend. I'm going to be a longtime friend, I promise. (laughs) Michelle Gottfried. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Rhonda. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited that you're here today. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding? So my listeners out there have to know that I pretty much met Michelle 
by happenstance in a meeting, basically yeah. a, a person in the same group as me. But when she said she ended up on, on camera, right? So uh, when she said something to the effect of, I research your genes so that I know how you, you can find wellness through food or so you can be the best person. And I'm like, ah, unbelievable. Like, does that mean I could have uh, the owner's manual to my body? Because <laughs> the blueprints, I like to call right. it the blueprints. That's right. So it's like DNA and all the interesting things. So we're going to geek out a little bit today. And there's a lot of depth behind what we're going to discuss today, but we're going to keep it on the surface so so you don't glaze over and and like go, ah, because I think it's so important, especially in this, in this era. I mean, I want to change the relationship that we as a species have with stress. And I'm going to start with me. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I don't deal with it well either. Yeah. I mean, and you said like some people deal with stress better than others. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot in, there's a lot about that. For instance, when I was telling you a little bit of my background and my listeners know a little bit of that too. And that is a lot of what led me to being a stress management coach and a life coach is because I, I realized that, you know, only part of it is your DNA. Mm -hmm. Only part of it are the genes. And, and I don't know what the stats say specifically, but I heard that it's like a third. It's only a third. So you have like two thirds of the rest of your life that you can adjust depending on the quality that you really want in your life and what you're trying to do. And for my listeners, I mean, the podcast is called The Undeniable Impact because I think people who have that drive within them are not just A types. They're people who have a vision who feel empowered to make an impact that's important in the world. And you got to love that. That's to me, that's undeniable. And so the next thing to do is to make sure that those people who are making the impacts, even if it has been at the expense of their health are now being able to make an impact without sacrificing things like relationships and health or, you know, drinking too much or eating too much. And yes, you but you know, that- no, knowing, knowing why you are the way you are is so powerful uh, and it helps you to make change because some of us have things that have happened in the past or certain genes that make us a certain way. And just knowing that is a powerful thing, just knowing. Yes. And I think it's always like that. Almost everything that I encounter in life, my theory has been, you have enough, you are enough. Yes. You just have to find it. And honestly, you start where you are with what you've got. And so where we are, where we start is what we're made of. Right. And so let's probably start with a basic education about like the lingo that we're going to use. So that, yeah, yeah, let's just, let's just start at the beginning. Basically, we all have genes in our body. We have a lot of genes. We all have the same genes, but um, I like to think of them as the code that we've inherited from our parents. So our parents each give us one um, gene and that makes our DNA. 
and it tells our body how to operate. Um, but unlike the code in a computer where if you have a glitch, the program shuts down, our genes, if they have a spelling error, I like to call it a spelling error, we can still read the word, right? You know, on Facebook, they, they change the scramble up the words, but you can still know what it's saying. You just have right. to read it slower. That's kind of how a gene variation is. And that is how I like to think about it. So like a code. So these misspelled words or spelling mistakes, and we have the ability to make those spelling mistakes work better so that we can read the word better. That's kind of how I like to think about it. So we were going to talk a little bit about epigenetics. That's kind of a big term right yes. now. And um, so some of the variations in our genes are there when we're born and some we've inherited from our parents and our grandparents, and they're not actually changes in the spelling. They're actually little tags that are in your DNA that make the stress from your parents. You inherit that from them. So sometimes the stress that you're feeling isn't your fault. It's your grandpa's fault <laughs> because, yeah. you know, and you look at some of the literature of that, of, you know, Holocaust uh, survivors. Um, right. They may not have those, ta they, the tags in their DNA, they didn't, they didn't experience that, but their offspring did. Um, same with babies that were born during 9-11. So epigenetics is basically epi in Greek means above, so above the genome. So it's basically anything that um, affects our genes and things, examples would be like environmental chemicals or the drugs we take, stress, childhood mm -hmm. trauma, um, our diet. So these are all things that can change how our genes work without actually changing the letters or the code that we have in our body. Does that make sense? Totally does. And for, I know a lot of my audience are really interested in, you know, human potential. So utilizing what they've got to create the highest potential for their own selves. And I, I would be included in that, in that yes. particular yes, uh, group. So really, <laughs> so you guys, the thought that you could take your genes and actually make them as powerful as possible, as effective yep. as possible, makes the potential limitless. I mean, it really so does feel that way. Yeah. So one other term I want to just bring up is, is um, nutrigenomics, because yes. we do have pathogenic or disease causing uh, variations in our body that we can't really change. If you have the BRCA gene, you can't change that you have that. Right. Um, but you can look at other genes that um, affect how you metabolize estrogen. And there are things you can make work better so that you're not, you're not as much at risk for that disease. So what you know is it? What's the terminology? Like when, when something, is it turning on, turning it yes. on? So, so there, are, there are a couple different ways you can turn off and on genes. I think the one that most people are familiar with is called methylation. Uh -huh. So if you um, methylate something, you're turning it off. And if you don't have enough methylation, then you're turning it on. So it's a fine line. You don't want to turn on your cancer genes, but you don't want to turn off your cancer suppressor genes or tumor suppressor genes. So, right. you know, methylation is a big field right now. Um, and a lot of people are taking a lot of methylated vitamins and trying to eat to methylate things. And it's just, you just have to be careful. You need to work with someone who understands that you actually are turning off genes if you're hypermethylated. Yeah. So let me bring that down to the thing that I got first. Okay. One of the things that, that first made me think, Hey, what about that? When I was extremely symptomatic and it wasn't for the first time, it was for the, I don't know, 
my entire life, just kind of running, 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 and not like running amok, but working, just working every second of every day, which in, in most instances, people would say that's, um, workaholism, which, you know, I would buy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a lot of us have that. A lot of us. Yeah. I mean, and, and some of it for sure, until I realized that living a life where you don't have any time to think means it's likely a trauma response. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you, what you're really doing is running so fast that you don't have to think about the things that you would have to think about if you had time. Right. And for me, spending time with myself at that point in time was a very difficult thing. Not because I hated myself so much. It was just because there was so much noise. You know, when you so, keep busy, when you keep busy, you don't have to think about all that other stuff, the trauma exactly. you experienced, um, the dissatisfaction in your life. I mean, this is why people drink. This is why people work hard sometimes, not always, but sometimes, a lot of people like that have a lot of dopamine. Think about while we put someone on Adderall, we want them to have more dopamine so they can focus. And if yeah. you have a lot of dopamine, then <laughs> you're really focused on one thing all the time, you know? But if you have yes. too little, then you don't have a lot of motivation. So yes. most of us so- who have this problem probably have a lot of dopamine. If you have a lot of dopamine, that means you have a lot of adrenaline. So you may have some anxiety. You probably have high estrogen too, because the same thing that breaks down those three substances is a gene. And if it's not working great, then you probably have a lot of all three of those, which makes you feel like this all the time. I have to get things done. Uh, What's next? (laughs) So that's kind of how. That's right. And I mean, it's kind of interesting because for the most part, people who know me already know that I've, you know, I have a busy brain and yeah, I'm on most of it. (laughs) Busy brain. That's good. Racing mind. They're all kind of the same thing. Yes. 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 And it depends on how many, um, how many lanes the freeway has it in, in my brain on that day. Yep. Yep. And, and so really slowing that down came from a few things. And one thing was, I used to say, I don't need to sleep. Like I, I will sleep when I'm dead until I figured out that I could likely be dead if I don't sleep exactly. and turning on and off genes. Like I can't, I think it was Dr. Amon maybe that said to me or not to me, but my, in your, my yeah, training. Um, instruction with him. Yeah. My mm-hmm. training with him. He said, you, you turn on 700 health promoting genes in sleep. I'm like, I have 700 little genes helping me when I'm sleeping. Okay. Well, so that sounds like it's profitable. <laughs> yes. Yes. That? Okay. That sounds good to me. And that's where I first got into the, uh, the thought that Oh, these genes are being turned on and turned off. And so that's to me, that's new. And I I, I think because really- a lot of people think that their gene letters are actually changing or they're they're, you know, they're not. They're you're born with, you know, what you're born with and it stays. But the expression, what you're talking about, is what we can change over our lifetime. Yes. And that's how the, the expression is the on and off. And mm-hmm. when you were talking about it's characteristics like in a DNA, there's marks from past. Like mm-hmm. you do carry your ancestors with you. And I mean, you do. That's the greatest thing in some circumstances. You want well, some circumstances, but you have to remember if you haven't had children yet and you're planning on having children, that your right. stress can affect them. And that's say more, say <laughs> more. That's so important because it's interesting. It's an emotional circumstance the majority of my listeners are female uh, or identify that way. 
And, you know, family's a big deal. So before you think about passing on the gene, it's important to look at. And you and I have talked about this before. One of the things that I didn't realize, you know, like when I was thinking about being pregnant, I didn't think I could have children. So it was just one of those things that was like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, it's kind of a miracle. But at the same time, I would have done anything. Like I would have cooked my own bread and I'm not Susie Homemaker. Like I'm serious, (laughs) would have done anything to keep goodness going to my child, nutrition, nurturing kind of stuff. Yeah. And we can, we can work on all of those things. I don't want anyone to feel stressed though. If you have trauma in your life, when you're pregnant, it's not your fault and you're not harming your child. You're just, you know, they may have a little bit more issue with how they deal with stress, but then if we can look at their, I wish I could do the genetics of every baby that was born. So they knew I wish you could too. (laughs) You know, so they can know their weaknesses as they grow. And, you know, if they have a problem here, a problem there, we can support those genetics from a very young age. That's my, that would be my dream for everybody. Um, We would know how people metabolize drugs and how they're going to, I mean, it's just, there's so much you could do. So I don't want anyone to stress out about, you know, having trauma in their life because you can't, you know, you just, it's how you deal with it. Listen, if you can take some extra magnesium every night, And that can make your gene work a little bit better so that when you wake up in the morning, you're feeling calmer and you can go on with your day and deal with it better. Why not do that? Yeah. And why guess? Why guess? guess, Exactly. Because uh, seriously, I could show you a cabinet that I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's how everybody, everybody brings me like 50 supplements. And I'm like, well, that one doesn't work for you. That one, not not, not here. Let's get down to 10. (laughs) So that's the point. If you know your do you say your gene makeup? Is that the proper terminology? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I just easy to say a blueprint or a guide to how to eat, how to exercise, how to support the genes that have variations in them. And what I do in nutrigenomics is I actually measure things. So I don't just say, oh, you have MTHFR or some random variation here, take this. I, I run labs that confirm that the thing that's supporting that gene is actually low or, or I look at symptoms or I look at, we were going to talk about the definition of a pathway. So can I do okay, that? Do that. Go there. <laughs> so so in a biochemical pathway or a nutrition pathway is like all the steps in, in a, it's something that happens in your body, a reaction. So I, I was going to be the example of like, when you eat meat, um, you're getting the amino acid tryptophan. Everybody has heard of tryptophan. It's what's in Turkey that makes you feel tired but that's what makes serotonin in the body. And that's our happy hormone. If you don't have serotonin, you know, you're going to feel depressed. You're not going to be able to poop. <laughs> There's so many things that it affects. So, <laughs> so everything just does go downhill. Yeah, yeah, tri- so tryptophan has to be converted into one thing and then another thing, and then serotonin and then melatonin. Well, each one of those steps is an enzyme An enzyme is a gene and it makes that process happen. And each enzyme has a vitamin or a mineral or something that supports it to work. So if I could look at your each step, each gene, and then I can look at your level of whatever the, the cofactor is, like let's say iron, uh-huh. and it's low, and you have a variation, then we know where to fix it. And if you know, there are metabolomics is a big thing. Now there's an omics for everything, but metabolomics is basically measuring, um, metabolites that coincide with those different things that I'm talking about. So if you have a lot of something in your urine, I know you have a block there in that pathway and we can fix. So instead of just saying, Oh, I have low serotonin. Why do you have low serotonin? Is it because you're not eating enough protein and you're not getting the tryptophan 
or are you um, missing iron as a cofactor? Are you anemic? Mm -hmm. So we look at each step of the process and figure out exactly what you need versus guessing. Which is so, it's astounding. I, I obviously gravitate to people like that, Dr. Amen, <laughs> the same. Like, why yeah, would yeah, you yeah. guess at what's not working in your brain without yes. taking a, a scan it's of it? The, the snapshot, the colorful snapshot. Exactly. I've seen it. Yes, it's amazing. So, so it's so amazing to me that you're talking about genes like the economy of your genes. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you create your own financial economy. Everybody gets that. You create your own energetic economy. Everybody gets that. But there is an economy that, that I mean, you're just telling me right now that I think it's astounding. And my listeners should know that I'm going to be the guinea pig for. <laughs> yeah, for, sure. Yeah, I, I, I ordered my a 23andMe. Do they call those gene tests? So, so you can you can run your genes many different ways. There are some doctors and practitioners that have their own um, ways to order genetics. Um, okay. I personally use 23andMe because you get your full genome and it is a CLIA certified uh, lab. And then I take that raw data from 23andMe and I load it into a program where I've made my own panel. So a panel basically is a nutritional pathway. So if you're looking at um, a specific thing in the body like cardiovascular disease or what you should eat. There's actually a pathway for everything in the body. So when you understand nutritional biochemistry, you can put everything that's supposed to be together on one panel and work on it. And then in, depending on, you know, your symptomology or what's going on in your family or your family history, we can look at your risk for Alzheimer's. We can, there's so many things we can look at so many different panels. Um, and you can I support- really focus on diet and exercise, helping people lose weight based on their genes. Cause I'm a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. So is that nutrigenomics? Nutrigenomics. That's, you know, looking at how nutrition affects your genes and measuring it. So that's where I am a little different than some panels. Like if you, some of these panels that you order, they'll say you have these specific variations and here's the nutrient you should take to support it, which doesn't always work because some people have a variation and it just, it's, it's working less well by 5% and you actually don't need that. That right. thing they're right. telling you to take. Again, take so take I confirm that you actually need it. And I look at all the genes above and below that. W- you can't look at a gene in isolation. It just does not work that way it, in nutrition. Um, I mean, there, you can look at BRCA gene or something like that in isolation and you have it, you have it. But mm-hmm. in a pathway where we're trying to fix what's going on, you have to look at all the things around it. I don't know if that makes sense or not. It does. It completely does. I think it'll make more sense once I run your diet panel. You can kind of see what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. So generally speaking, when I began the, I actually was able to get myself symptomless in 90 days. Once I knew. So I, I took all these blood tests and I did all these tests on my heart because I presented with like heart attack symptoms. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. And yeah. we decided it might've been an anxiety attack, right? More so exactly. than, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, considering the fact that I had like insane amounts of, of stress hormones present, <laughs> right? you know, it was pretty easy for them to say that that's the situation. But from the point where I knew that physically, basically I wasn't having a heart attack or anything like that. And the doctor said to me, okay, this is, this is on you. I mean, I'm here to check and make sure, but this is the stress thing. This is not something you haven't looked at before. And so I pretty much was left to heal myself. And so doing the things like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So at the point where doctors say, okay, this is pretty much your 
behaviors, your habits, and how they're blending with who you are, right? Your genes. That's why when I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, the missing link, because it's so accessible. It is. I mean, it really, really is the missing link. If I get, can I give one example? Um, a lot of nutrition studies contradict each other. And it's very frustrating for people because they're like, oh, you know, the ketogenic diet works great for so many people. I should eat high fat. I should, that's going to help me lose weight. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Um, and it works really well in some studies. And then in other studies, they show it's just horrible for people. Mm-hmm. Well, there are certain genes you need to process fat correctly and use it as for energy. Uh, a lot of people don't have the right genetic makeup to do it. So if you are going to do it, you really need to support it well. And for some people, I say you really shouldn't do it because it's just not going to work for you. So, you know, that's why nutrition, if if nutrition studies were genotyped, where we could see the genes of the people in that study where it worked for them and why Uh it didn't work for others, then they wouldn't contradict each other anymore. Same with caffeine and coffee, same with, um, you know, eating a high, you know, so many things that we've been making fun of forever. Eat high fat, eat low fat, eat no fat. You know, it's just, it's just, it's frustrating. It's yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting because to get one, to get one result, at least at this point in time, there's always been a cost. For instance, right. Like to eat no fat or no carbs is hard on your brain. Yeah. So, you know, you might be losing weight, but it's hard on your brain. Right. And you and can't not, sustain it. You can't sustain the weight. Exactly. Loss. So I mean, really just looking for, this is the difference in me now versus as a coach and with all the information that I've learned at this point, but it was really only two years ago when I realized that I was running my body like a kamikaze pilot instead of conditioning it for the long haul, because there's no doubt that I do have that impact to make. And that undeniable part of me that just won't stop, that just will not be denied, but I condition myself to carry it and to make sure that as I carry it, I do so in a, in a way that is clear and at its optimum for other people to actually right. be impacted. So, so right. what are you doing now differently? Sleeping more? Were you exercising a lot when you were sick? Oh man, no, <laughs> no, no. So working a lot, I exercised a lot when it came to talking, (laughs) (laughs) exercising your mouth, (laughs) That's right. that one. And the, I did, I, so I had a different position. I was in corporate sales, right? Mm -hmm. So I had clients that I visited, right? So I really literally sat in front of people and talked and thought, and then got home in front of my computer and put things into, into place to make them work. And, you know, it was really great for them. But for me, I was not sleeping because there just was not enough time. First of all, not sleeping at all. And that just by itself, just by itself. Yep. The the sleep, if you can do nothing else at this point, but say to yourself, I'm going to at least get X amount of hours. I mean, I think everybody needs a different amount of sleep, but it's pretty, it's pretty clear to me. There are some genetics for that. Are there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's interesting. So my sister is like, I need nine hours. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, I wake up after like seven. Exactly. You know, so. Well, and it's but, also a lot about how you fall asleep, if you can fall asleep and stay asleep. I mean, there's so many different. Um, but I was going to say, like, when you were going through that, 
if you had known, even in the back of your head, listen, I've got this, this one genetic variation that makes me like stress is so much harder on my body. It makes my blood pressure go up. You know, I'm going to gain weight. I Mm -hmm. am, you know, overdoing it. I mean, you might not have slowed down because that's how we are, but it, you might have a little bit, even if it, even if a tiny bit of just knowing those couple things about yourself that this is affecting me more than other people, and I need to be careful, and I need to take ten Definitely. minutes to meditate and a half hour to exercise, and I need to get to bed. You might, you might have had better success. Those three things that you just mentioned mm-hmm. were the first easy things that I could put into place because. I don't stop. When I say I hit a wall, it means my brain gets to a point where um, short-term memory is pretty much not happening. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. like if you're talking to me, I'm wishing my face is flypaper because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to process because my processors are like, we're done here. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> Sorry. So so that's the only reason that I stopped. And so at that point, you know, really facilitating much thought about taking care of myself is very difficult. So I did the things that I knew would refresh me. I had no idea how impactful they would be. And I also did things that other people could do for me. Like I went and got uh, acupuncture, mm-hmm. right? You lay there and take a nap. Okay, this is two things at one time, and this is one of my favorite things. <laughs> now, this I, and we'll have to talk about this another time. But I had acupuncture, and I had to have them take it out. I'm a very <gasps> like hi- hyper. St- I have a very overactive nervous system, and okay. it it made me feel like I was gonna. I was shaking, and I wanted to start crying. So I think I need to wow. work with that a little bit, you know. And I did it before I had, you know, really looked into my genes a lot. Um, now I know that about myself. I have a high. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So I really didn't even think about that, that it would impact people differently. Yeah, like so, that. I'm, so a lot of people love it. A lot of, I can't get a massage in my shoulders. I'm just very sensitive up there. So we, we all hold stress in different ways. And, right. you know, our cortisol response is different. Our adrenaline response is different. Our dopamine response is different. Those are all things that you can look at and fix. So I'm, I'll give myself for example. I have a genetic variation called COMPT. All genes have a very uh, uh, letters because they're way too long in names. That's like <laughs> catecholamine something, something, something. I'm not even going to say it. But so when I was talking about before where it breaks down your dopamine, adrenaline, and es- estrogen. And I was always one of those people where I was like you, work, 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 work. But then something would happen and I didn't deal, I don't deal with stress well. I get enraged where I'm just squeezing my fist and my heart's racing. So, and I just, I can't, couldn't calm myself down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would, but you know how hard that is on your body when you have that much adrenaline surging all the time and you can't calm it down quick enough. Yes. Um, so that, that I had that for a very long time when I had little children, when I was working and I, once I realized I had a double variation on that gene, meaning that enzyme was just not working very well at all it needs magnesium to work. So I started taking magnesium three and eight, which is the kind that crosses the blood brain barrier. And just, it was amazing. It took a little bit of time um, for me to notice a difference, but all of a sudden I woke up one day and realized I don't have that rage anymore. Like that, my dopamine's breaking down. You know, I still have drive. I still have dopamine, but I don't have it converting to adrenaline as much because there's not as much. And I used also to have estrogen dominance symptoms. I had like a lump that I would get in my boob every month. 
and you know, bad periods. Well, the estrogen, you know, started to metabolize through my body better. And just that's yeah. just one, that's one change that I made, but that one was the most profound to me. Um, so many people are deficient in magnesium and then knowing what kind to take, cause there's a million different kinds you can take. Yeah. Is the specific one to, that works really well for that gene. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, it was easy for me to see the specific things. If you look at what your body needs in terms of nurturing, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking nutrition, we're talking rest, we're talking downtime, just, you know, like meditation. Meditation. I always thought what in the world, like I could do active. I did work out active wise. Like Mm -hmm. I would do hot yoga, Mm-hmm. which is probably the best thing I had, probably the reason I managed or Pilates, both of them, one of them, just the breathing kind of thing that would slow yeah, yeah. down my, you know, that would downregulate my nervous system. Right, right, right. I mean, so just the things that we can do, I, I just think we need to, and our, the relationship that we have with stress at this point is, you know, like it went through this, through this phase, like it was some damn badge of honor, like, if you want something done, give it to a stressed person, (laughs) you know, I mean, and it almost facilitates their insane drive and and the load that they carry. And it somehow denigrates somebody who has lesser drive. So, you know, the stress can be on the other end of the scale as well. Like they still have things they want to accomplish and they can't, or like the ADD circumstance where the focus is just not there. Right. Right. So there's every, end of the scale. So it's not just running too much as was my situation, you know? Um, So for me, this is accessible, important Mm -hmm. blueprint. It's like trying, if you were building a house, you would get the blueprint to make sure that all the engineering is done, right? That would support the dream or the plan that you have. And so I mean, knowing this now is is really helpful for me and and I'm definitely going to go this journey as far as I can. And when it comes to what really um, motivated me, and we've talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. this, I want to make sure that we get it because we talked a little bit about trauma and if you have trauma, what it does. But in today's world, first, our our bodies are, are, we're hardwired to handle survival. And so there are, it, it doesn't take a lot to kick in the fight or flight or freeze kind of response. And I don't think people realize how it's like running a NASCAR engine with your pedal to the metal, right? They go in for a pit stop to change things up and fix it. So this engine runs perfectly like every 10 minutes. And we expect to run our bodies like that same high performance vehicle and get those kinds of outcomes without really taking care of it. Right. Right. What ends up happening is we end up a little afraid mm-hmm. uh, and dysregulated. And if you little people in the midst, it really is impactful because day to day, like I'll just say the pandemic, as it relates to the future of the world, we have to look at it and go, look, this is a life-threatening situation. We are built to go Ooh, hold on. You know, there's a fear thing. So the, the difference between danger and fear is important. Yeah. Because your body responds differently mm-hmm. to them. But the fight or flight response that we feel when our kids are with us, they feel it too. And could you speak a little bit the 
adverse childhood experience testing has been going on. Well, the most that I've been exposed to the statistics was from the CDC and Kaiser Permanente study that was done in like 1990. And there have been tons of studies since that and programs put in place so that physicians are aware that if a child has had a degree of right. adverse childhood experiences, yeah. they're aware and they can help. And they so it's really a helpful science. But we as humans need to understand the impact of it. Like I said, we buy our kids the best. We buy them iPhones. <laughs> we buy them iPads. We like spend insane amounts of money to make sure our kids are okay. And I think the relationship that we have with stress is most important for two reasons. One, because we want their brains, as I understand it, too much dosing, Mm -hmm. stress dosing hormones on a developing brain changes the shape of the brain. And that impacts their impulsivity, their pleasure centers. Mm -hmm. And it it, um, pretty much gives them difficulty in terms of learning or, or in terms of risky behavior, like addictions and things of that nature. Okay. So that means we're giving by not controlling our stress or understanding how to control when stressful things happen. Mm-hmm. We're setting them up and the future up for something that we don't really want to see more of. We are. And so, then think, think about those kids that then have the added stress of having a genetic variation in some of the genes that we look at that causes them to have more of a response than another child, because, you know, not everybody gets PTSD over trauma. Some people do, some people don't. Why is that? It has a lot to do with your genetics. There's a lot of research on that. And maybe that's crazy. Interesting to me. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, um, there was one gene I was going to talk about, but we can do it next time. And it's called FKBP5. And it's kind of how we respond to cortisol. Some people actually don't respond to cortisol as well as others. And we need cortisol. It actually protects us. Um, so if we're not responding to it, then our our stress response is not good. When I know we don't want too much, obviously. But you know, there if we knew we had that gene, um, if we knew our child had that gene, I just feel like if we know things in advance or we know, you know, the variants in our child, we can treat them differently. Now, you know, there, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to like say, oh, this kid should do this specific athletics because they have this one gene variation that, you know, some parents want to do that with me. I don't do that, I'll do that. But, <laughs> but I can help you to, we parents will do all kinds of things. Yeah, kids. <laughs> I, I can, I mean, I do have an, I do have an exercise panel and I do work with athletes um, to optimize yourself, but it's through diet and doing, getting the right nutrients and that kind sure. of thing, but not, um, there's really not one gene that says whether you're going to be a an elite athlete or not couple, there's a couple you can look at. <laughs> so yeah. So just optimizing your blueprints, you can deal with all this better if you have the right so, diet. So isn't it? So for me, that's like the starting point, because just like mm-hmm. you said, like, so a parent, I know there's a million different theologies in terms of what we want our children to be mm-hmm. or what we want mm-hmm. for our children. You know, it ranges from the we are the guardians of this soul that we just want to bring up in, in the best interest of who it's meant to be this child, right? Who are you meant to be? What there's your genes. And there's also the, you know, the mental kind of capacity that they have, you know, that goes with it. So the far end of the other spectrum that says, 
this is my child. We come from good stock. This is what he's going to be. He or she's going to be, you know, that's uh, personally that that's difficult for me. Well, it is because that child might have an epigenetic mark from your grandparent that you didn't even know happened. And they're going to deal with stress different than you do. You can't assume that your child's going to be exactly the same way as you. You, They're just not. I mean, even if and they it's have. it's so much more fun. To me, it's so much more fun to think that there will be a part of me. But they, I just am going to watch and see. So my interest in terms of the blueprint, both for my own self and when I think of parents with this new being that they're like, how do I take care of this amazing miracle that I have to give it the very best life, Mm -hmm. you know, or to just give it the life it was meant to be to support the growth. Like we have plants that we know more about than we do our own human bodies, right? Oh, I want to grow this vineyard and this makes the best wine grapes and it'll be, you know, like we think in those terms and it's just recently that I've been introduced to this kind of thing. I mean, obviously we know that genes, DNA have been there. You learned that in school a little bit. This is what we're made of. Well, although we didn't really map out the human genome until the human genome project, which I think ended in 2003 or 2010, actually. It hasn't been around for that long. There is so much research out there that nobody, nobody reads. There's a lot. There's a lot. So this nutrigenomics is really like becoming a hot thing. All the omics are. We have so much information now. It's just knowing how to use it and having someone who knows how to look at the right things use it because you can order panels and get it and you're like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. I don't really know what to do with it. So you do right. have to be careful with what you order um, and work so with what you. I want you to, okay, so this business is, is a relatively new business. And mm-hmm. so will you explain to our listeners, what, what your company does, you know, like, I know you've got the nutritionist background and the amazing, you know, tell them. Yeah. So I have, I have my own um, company called wellness or food, but I actually um, work independently with a company called the nutritional genomics Institute. And Dr. Chrissy Williamson is the woman I work with and she's brilliant. um, You know, totally genomics expert. I've learned everything I know from her. And um, she and I have created these panels together, and then we have biochemical nutrition training from our degrees. She's a doctor of nutrition, and I have a master's in nutrition. So we're both basically taking genes and putting them into nutritional pathways. Um, so our panels are a little bit different than some that you can get um, from a Facebook ad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think That's they're better. Um, you know, we work, we do work with a lot of sick people, but we also work with a lot of people that just want to optimize or understand themselves better. And right. we just, we, we do the gene panel and then we do some testing through different labs. Um, Genova is a big lab that we use. We use a test called a NutraVal. That's metabolomics I was talking about. Right. Um, we also use just basic uh, medical labs that you can get from your doctor. So we look at iron levels and your cholesterol and all that stuff. Um, but we confirm what we're seeing in the genes and then we make a summary for you. And we, we work, we sit with people for two hours and explain the entire panel. And this is what you're going to do. And this is what you're going to change. This is how you're going to support it with lifestyle, with this supplement, with this specific diet. And then people get well, 
they get well which and they is, optimize. <laughs> which is it, it, astounding. It, I'm so passionate about it. It's it's really like um, we have the information to do it. So I don't understand why people are still using protocols or guessing. There's no reason to guess. This right. is precision. I mean, I'm not a not a doctor, so I don't like using the word precision medicine. But that's the future: is precision medicine or precision nutrition, whatever you want to call it, where right. we were doing things based on a person's unique biochemistry, not somebody else's. So you can't okay, use so. the same diet that your neighbor's doing. You can't take the same supplement your mom's even taking. It ha- you have to, like, you only need to take a few things if you're doing the right stuff. Right. I mean, you and can so, take, yeah, you can take nootropics and different things for brain health that aren't necessarily based on your genes. Listen, there's so many things you can do now, but um, if you really just want to optimize- it's expensive. I mean, in terms yeah. of like, if you're, if you're taking everything, it's right. expensive. And so you could get a bad result you when can. you're trying to you you're yes. mixing yes. the two, you know, you don't know what, what this particular vitamin will do at this level with this other kind of well, mineral. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. People with that comp gene, which I had, um, they don't do as well with methylated vitamins until they have been taking magnesium for a while. It actually causes them to have some anxiety because now they're hypermethylated. Um, and that happened to me, happened to me to the point where I had some health consequences from it because someone had put me on high dose because one of my lab markers was a little high. And I mean, that this is re- really when I got into all this because I realized what I did to myself. <laughs> you know what? So, I love that because that's how I got into what I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I was into nutrition, but then I was like, what? Why do certain things not work for certain people? And why is the literature all conflicting and blah, blah, blah? So when I met Dr. Williamson, I was, she was just the key piece for me. It was like, that is the missing piece. That is absolutely the missing piece. So yeah. that's what I build my career around now because I just, I'm passionate. I love it. So it's, it's really incredible. Um, there's a big school of thought that says, well, we're all human mm-hmm. and we all do this and we all are made out of ticky tacky and we all look just the same. Okay. Maybe there's a blonde and a whatever. And who yeah, knows yeah. these days, right? <laughs> so, but it definitely isn't that I remember because I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm-hmm. There is anxiety, but anxiety in me, the way that I handled it didn't look like anxiety that other people experienced. So you can go to the standard doctor person. I went to an um, endocrinologist Mm -hmm. and she said, honey, you just need, she wanted to put me on antidepressants. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. (laughs) I want to fix it. I want to know the root. I want to get in there and fix it. (laughs) Right. Just so I'm clear. I have no problem with medication. I don't either. Except no. if it's the first, um, right. if it's the first level of defense, you are covering up a message your body's yeah. sending you. Exactly. And exactly. so, so for me, I just want to make that clear to the listeners too. You know, we are all, we all have our own unique set of genes and circumstances. And that's one of the most beautiful things about life on this planet. We, I think we all have a unique thing that only we can bring to this world. And I think the world needs it just like you've seen in the, in the, in the pandemic, small businesses are starting to pop up everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, so these are people's passion projects like yours is for you and mine is Mm -hmm. for mine. Right. 
So imagine if we're living in a world now, instead of big business, that's just out there for the bottom line. Not that there's anything wrong with money either, but this is the benefit of knowing who you are. Once you begin to operate as the unique person that you are, imagine the possibilities. I walked down the stairs after this meeting, the pre-meeting that we that I did with Michelle, I walked down the stairs this particular day and my heart was so heavy. And I thought, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if like my genes could tell me what this heavy is, because it doesn't seem to, to change in terms of what I know to eat or what I know to do mm-hmm. or what I know to think, you know, like. I'm not talking about just glazing over or somehow spiritually bypassing what's going on in my brain or, you know, silver lining every single thing that goes on in life. But there's a big difference in terms of being here and not in fight or flight, being able to think versus the, if you're in fight or flight in that high operation mode all the time with fear, Mm -hmm. that kind of is the propelling it might be underlying, but you know, that, that fear that triggers your response, you're walking around the world with this negative bias and all you can see are the things that are against you. So that's a real thing. That's a real chemistry it's thing. For a that lot happens. of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine knowing your genes and understanding what's happening so that you can get to a place where when you walk down the stairs into the day, right? You're like, now I don't, I don't think I can, I can't always take away a heavy heart because we all have our, oh, our, I know. our mess I know. that we have to deal with. And, and that does require some inner work, but sure. I still feel sure. that if, if you know why you are the way you are, it can help you to understand why you're feeling that way. And you can take some, some things that might help. Or you can change your diet a little bit. Definitely. You you know, it's just, it's so it's, there's a, it's a whole, it's a whole, you have, you do have to do a lot of work. Um, Okay. And I know we're going over this little piece, (laughs) this one little piece helps you to do it. It helps you to make change because you know why you're making the change. It helps you to make habits because you're not just saying, oh, let me try this thing today because it worked for my neighbor. You're doing it because you know, this is what I need to do for me. And it, it will work better when you know that. It, it will it's just and imagine a, yeah imagine a society where people have taken responsibility for who they are and how well they work as themselves right how exactly. well they move in the world it it would change things I know it sounds altruistic at at its extreme but we are here for a purpose we are made for that purpose how the heck do you find out? how you're made if you're running against it, right? How do you get to do that? So I'm, I'm, as in case you couldn't tell, I'm totally sold. And, and I know this is a little longer than most of my podcast, but I don't care because there's another thing that's really important. And then we can close and I'll come back. I'll come back because I wanted to talk about some specific genes, but we can do that next time. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. Okay. So you can come back like every month if you have, I mean, (laughs) Okay. I, I I would personally be grateful for that because okay. I think when you when you find a tribe of people, a group of people like my mm-hmm. listeners are that yeah. want to they want to be exactly who they are and the very best of that, and they will not have somebody else telling them who they're going to be exactly. until exactly. they know. Yeah. Right? I love that, and it's exciting for me. One thing that I don't 
I have to ask this so because it's timely. When it comes to children, mm-hmm. and I know some of this is internal work. I'm really not sure how to ask this, but um, there's a certain part that kids who don't know who they are mm-hmm. and they're growing up, they're, there's like that age. I think it's like between 10, maybe, oh, I don't know, 17 or 18. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Yep. But at 10, at 10, I had someone, a, a client, say, my 10 year old feels like um, she's not loved and like she's, you know, like doesn't see a reason, you know, to be on the planet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Broke my heart. And so for me, uh, obvious there's obvious things that a parent needs to see in that and um because i had just spoken with you recently i was like oh, i wonder what their blueprint is oh, right yeah. like what could we do fast for them like because sometimes it's just nutrition and all that and i don't want to under right. undermine right, right, right. you know a depression but what would you tell a parent who notices a change in their child right right like well, that's hopelessness. Definitely always t- see your doctor first um, and course. make sure there's no, you know, structural thing or, or illness or anything like that. But I mean, I don't want to, I, I can't really answer that question, but the first thing that pops into my mind is like a neurotransmitter imbalance where, yeah. um, and, and, and I was talking about this at the beginning of the podcast. Why not check first? Why not check to see if the serotonin is low? before you put someone on an SSRI or a, you know, antidepressant, um, why not check what their drug metabolism is? Some people don't metabolize certain drugs. So if you are going to go on an SSRI, pick the one one? that's going to work best for you. So this is all things you can look at in your genetics. Um, I mean, there's a a panel called the genome mind that some doctors run that, um, show you which, um, medication would be best. Right. Because people are having reaction, you know, sometimes people take something and it just doesn't work for them. They feel awful. And it may yes. be because it's not what they needed or it's not metabolizing correctly. Too much of whatever you took is staying in the body and it's interacting with something else, things like that. So I, you know, I, w- I always say start with nutrition. So just, you know, measuring right. is this person anemic is this person, um, you know, I, 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 a lot of- I, I think like the particular so the, the mom knows because she's working on herself, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, and I now I mean I'm on this SSRI, I am deficient in iron, and la la la. And I'm like, yeah. hold on, breathe, get her tested, you know. And and I told her about you. I'm like, you know, well, you know, but it's sometimes when you say get them tested, they go to the doctor and we run the basic blood work and they say it's all fine. And you know, you're not fine. So, you know, in, in functional medicine or nutrition, we look at smaller ranges and we look at algorithms. So we can kind of, it, it, we just look at labs differently than a doctor. So whenever anyone tells me my labs were perfect, I'm like, no, they're, no, they're not. Give them to me <laughs> and I will find something. <laughs> I promise you. Um, and even so there's a reason. Eat, so, you know, it's, it's, it just depends on the person. I mean, that's a really hard question, but I would start with the basics. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is that kid on the screen and late at night, you know, that there's actually okay, so like this people, is who touch, people who touch screens a lot actually show up high in tin on their heavy metal testing. So that, that tin can block certain biochemical pathways. A lot of people eat too much salmon and tuna, which they have a buildup of mercury in the body. Right. That blocks a lot of pathways I look at. 
So simple stuff like that. I mean, if you can just optimize your, your cofactors or your nutrients that are supporting your genes, sometimes these cycles start spinning better. Yeah. And so, um, so I think to my listeners, what I want to encourage, I always want to encourage thought leadership, which mm-hmm. means <laughs> to me, you take in what you've got and you, you weigh the importance of it and whether or not the thought should be, well, maybe, or this is critical. This is like, yeah. here it is. And so for, there's never been in our, in the history of the United States, a mental health crisis like there is now. Oh, and I agree. the pandemic, yeah. I mean, in the pandemic, Gary. what 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 the hope is for the end of the pandemic, I don't understand all I know about the the inoculation for that they're assuming will help the virus that like rewrites DNA. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what we've got. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, yeah, the you know, uh, mRNA vaccine is, is a pretty cool science concept, but we all need to work on our immune systems. We need to work on our mental health. We need to find the positives in what we've been experiencing and move on from there as a country. We can't just absolutely. rely on one so, thing to fix all of this. Yeah. Right. So starting where you are with what you've got is mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I think you bring such huge value. And I'm telling you, it's accessible financially, accessible. very accessible. And so it, it hasn't been before. One of the tests that, um, that they did as far as like when they wanted to put me on an SSRI, uh, I said, I'm not willing, you know, like, Oh, the side effect might be suicidal ideation or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> that won't help me much if that happens to be the deal. So I, I was just not willing to guess. And at the time, $2,500 was the ticket for them to run that test. And the insurance was like, what is it? And I'm like, what? Is this, was this the brain scan? Did you do? No, no, no. This was, this was, um, the one that they said, well, we can, we could run a test on you to see which test, which kind of medicine would work best with you. Okay. Not if I needed it. Okay. But which kind would work best? That's, that's probably what I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of this stuff is still pretty expensive because it's not covered by insurance. And like what I do, I spend hours with somebody, not a seven minute appointment. <laughs> so it, it does, well, it does cost a little bit more. Um, but I always say, you know, this is you, like you're worth it. I want to make, I, I try to make it as affordable as possible, but you know, sometimes it's, it is what it is. <laughs> Well, seriously, I mean, we go, we go through other circumstances, other health, health issues that will even that insurance covers and the deductible is as much as the test would be. Exactly. So it's really, yeah. really just a conscious way of thought leading, you know, yes. outside the box at this point is like a home run to your unique blueprint. I Love mean, it. the ROI on that goes way far beyond just whatever symptoms you're feeling right now. And it's more important than, and I mean, (laughs) I keep saying that, but it's because there are stress fractures on this planet that are happening right now. And and we feel them inside us. And so we do have, there is something that we can do. And Mm -hmm. people go, what am I going to do? Like, I feel powerless against this, against this, against this pandemic. And really, the biggest pandemic is fear. So if we get out of the the fear mindset, yes, there's danger out there. No question. Good to be sober about how you deal with that. Mm -hmm. Very important. But 
realize the power that you have in things like a blueprint about who yeah. you are. Your owner's manual. <laughs> I, I, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm, seriously, I'm on it. And we, I will take my listeners on a journey with me. Michelle, thank you so much You're for welcome. being with us. You're going to come on the next one. There is something. I found your website mm-hmm. in the talk that you guys did in March mm-hmm. about the pandemic was was really very enlightening for me. I'm I'm assuming you guys will probably do updated kind of times. Yeah, do we, that. yeah, we we can we do some YouTube videos here and there. Um, we're we're because we're clinicians, <laughs> we work so much with patients. We don't have a lot of time for the marketing and the education, but we're trying to be better and do more because I know it's really important and some people can't afford to do what we do. So I'd love to have an educational, more education out there that's free. So right, right. So on just your, just your Instagram is really very helpful as is um, the company's website. Nutritionalgenomicsinstitute.com is where we um, see clients and then wellness through food is um, my own company where I um, just kind of have a website and some information there. Um, the okay. nutritional genomics Institute, um, and we can link, there's a YouTube channel, my Instagram account, some ways that you can get some free education and just understand more what I do. And I'd right. love to have anyone come join in on the fun. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So all of her contact information will be in the show notes yep. and we will, we will get information out as much as possible, I'll have you back as many times as you will awesome, come back. Awesome. And I think I mentioned, I mentioned a couple, I think I mentioned one or two studies. I'll give you the links to those too. Oh, um, that's the perfect. Holocaust one. And yeah, cause it's super interesting. You know, studies are hard to read, but if you can get at least read the beginning of it, sometimes you're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't even believe people are studying this. It's just, I find it fascinating, but I spent so half I, my day in PubMed. So, <laughs> so, I don't know if anyone else finds that interesting, but I do. <laughs> So for me and, and for the rest of the generations, I have to do my part and reading the, just the CDC, obviously there's been more studies beyond yes, that, yes. but just that when I read that a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, in the book by Dr. Nadine Burke Harris, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Was that the well, the well? Yes. Yes. So, I just recommended it to someone based on, on you telling me about it. So that's right. It. It's called the deepest well. Deepest well. And yeah. and to their credit, most doctors, even Michelle, you look at root causes. And so when when doctors are trained, generally speaking, especially specialists that I know of, right? Mm-hmm. They do studies when there is a specific kind of uh, symptom that many people are suffering. Mm-hmm. And the deepest well is like. So it's a story about how they found out an entire, an entire village had been poisoned by something in the well. So looking at the root cause, the messages that the, that the body sends us is golden. And now knowing that we can have a blueprint as to who we are, man, it's very helpful work. And thank you so much for spending the time. You're welcome. I'm sorry that we keep, we'll never stop talking if we don't shut up now. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're really saying about it. it Cut the cord. Cut Cut the cord. There you go. That's right. All right, you guys. Have a good day. Thank you, Michelle, again. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, hey, my friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're ready to go to another level, get your performance to another level. 
without risking your health and your relationships. Don't forget to go to theundeniablebrand.com. Let me be your coach. Let me spend the first of each month with you, giving you a personal development seminar. Let me help you get unstuck, break through your emotional blocks, find your real clarity, your real passion, and your purpose, and then implement the habits you know you need to implement. So change your life by getting a coach to give you some expert guidance specific to your desired outcome. And listen, you're here for a reason. You got as far as you could get. You're here. You achieve so much in your life, but to go to another level requires another level of mindset, another level of discipline, and another level of direction and community and consistency. You have an undeniable drive. So let's get it healthy, fully producing on your terms. And that's what my coaching program is all about. So book a free clarity session at theundeniablebrand.com. And hey, We'll see you on the next episode of Undeniable Impact. Be welcome.